I'm here. My name is Kaya. Welcome. And this is Notes by Kaya, the podcast where we work on fostering healthy minds and children through mindful parenting and positive relationships. Um, If you have been here before, thank you for joining again. I really appreciate it. For all of you, make sure that you share this episode and rate us in your apps, whatever you use. And also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes as well. Okay, that was a horrible intro, but I'm really just ready to jump into this content. Um, So let's do that. Alright, so it is now June, which is insane. Um, I can't believe that we are six months into this year already. We are halfway through 2022. That's crazy. Um... But here we are, and this month is Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder Awareness Month, also known as PTSD, and I really thought that this was important because I know that we hear a lot about PTSD when it comes to people in the military and their experiences, but PTSD really happens outside of that all of the time, and anybody can be impacted by this stress that um, comes with it. And so I wanted to kind of break down a little bit about what PTSD is. I also definitely am going to talk about how it impacts children and just some things to keep in mind, consider to know if it may be impacting your child. Um, So let's start with some facts about PTSD. So post-traumatic stress disorder is basically the result of a distressing event happening. In order for PTSD to be diagnosed, um, there are a few different things that we look at, particularly um, the distressing memories. And a lot of people have nightmares and things like that or have moments of and or having moments of reliving the event long after it's over. And I say long um, that doesn't necessarily mean years down the road, but even like two months after you get into a car crash and every time you are doing something, like you feel like you're in the crash again or something like that. Um, trauma is very much relative, which means that the exact same event can impact two different people in different ways. So one could have a traumatic response, whether mild, moderate, or severe, um, or even profound, and then the other person could not really have any response at all, or they might have a response at the beginning, and we might diagnose that as acute stress disorder, but then as the time goes on, if it's been, you know, so long, then um, we look at PTSD. And the difference is literally um, that PTSD is diagnosed if you've been experiencing it for more than one month. There are also, There's also a lot more criteria for individuals to meet for post-traumatic stress disorder than it is for acute. And there are other trauma-related disorders as well. Um, 
but we don't have time to go through all of them. If you all would like for me to break down other diagnoses, just let me know. You can email me at podcast at notesbykaya.com and I will work on getting an episode done for you and breaking down disorders. Um, we can definitely do that. So with post-traumatic stress disorder, like I was saying, it is relative. So um, the crazy thing is that I have had a supervisor that when I tried to diagnose a child with PTSD, she said, well, that's not traumatic. And I told her, I said, the DSM does not say what the experience has to be in order for it to be considered traumatic. He is experiencing all the same symptoms. Um, and so what, what are you talking about? Just because it would not be necessarily traumatic to you or you don't see how it could be traumatic does not mean that it's not. And I hear way too often people trying to tell someone else what is and is traumatic, is not traumatic in their life. And we just can't do that. And we may not understand why this has such a huge impact, but the fact of the matter is that it is there and it should be taken seriously. PTSD can be diagnosed at any age. There's a little bit different criteria. So at age six and above, it's all the exact same criteria for children six or under six, I guess. Um, their criteria is a little bit different. They don't have to meet quite as many things on the scale, but they can still experience that as well. The difficult thing about diagnosing PTSD with children and why it is often not done is because one, a lot of times the child and or the parents don't often recognize that an event was traumatic for a child. So I'll give you an example of that. I have a client currently that his brother um, nearly died from some accident and he was my client was really young I think maybe around 10 he was definitely younger than like 12 um and his brother had to go to the hospital and all these doctors nurses parents loved ones are all talking about the event and how close to death his brother was and my client didn't even recognize that that was a major traumatic experience until we started working together and he is now um in his late 20s so that makes it really difficult because a lot of times the adults are not catching on to these different things so there wasn't really a outward expression of being distressed per se that they would have directly linked with that event because to them the brother is the one who went through the traumatic event and they're not thinking about my client who was sitting there watching and hearing everything and nobody checking in with him so he began to develop these different 
responses to trauma and stress that are now impacting him in his 20s. And we are just now dealing with these things and having to go backwards, which is why, and I think we talked about this in the last podcast episode, um, why we go backwards and fill in those gaps because they do impact you as you as you continue to go through life if they are not addressed and dealt with in an appropriate way. So he had that experience and there were a lot of things, a lot of other things that happened around that time, but he wouldn't necessarily think to tell anyone, Hey, this is traumatic for me. One, because typically children don't have those words, that vocabulary to share that with you, but also they may not be able to connect it with oh yeah, that was pretty scary. They might have the thought that it was scary, but traumatic is a completely different word. So a lot of times parents and or the children miss those connections that are needed to tell the mental health professional in order for something like that to be diagnosed. The other part of that is a lot of times people just don't think about it, that children even experience trauma and the children don't really know to say those kinds of things those words like I was saying so often what we see particularly in black boys and I talked about this a few episodes ago that with black boys a lot of times it's diagnosed as a oppositional or you know some kind of defiant disorder or ADHD But a lot of times those symptoms look extremely, extremely similar. So PTSD, oppositional defiant disorder, um, depression, and what else? Autism and ADHD. A lot of those in children show up very similar. So it's important as the... For you all as the parents, and then, you know, there are, of course, some professionals listening, but it's important to really answer those questions and really think about things that may be connections. And that's why it's important to share everything when you go to therapy because, and I I, I do know and understand from my own therapy experience that sometimes you just don't think about things. It's like, oh, I didn't even think that was relevant. And people often try to minimize or put all of their things in this one little bag so it seems like there's not that much wrong. But when you do that, we miss key components to get an appropriate diagnosis, which also means that we may not be using the most beneficial form of treatment. And so that's very different um, so that's why we need all that information. So I said, I know it's annoying when we ask all those questions and they're extremely intrusive, but that is the purpose is to make sure that we are providing the appropriate services for you and or your child or anyone else. So that keep that in mind if your child is going to therapy that you know different experiences, even if they didn't happen directly to you or to that child, I mean, share that anyway, because you never know. Another part of that is that sometimes we are desensitized to the things that actually are traumatic. So you hear people all the time 
talk about um, the, now I'm not even going to be able to think of the word, the ACE test, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences, it's exam, whatever, assessment. Um, when people take that, they are generally surprised that anything that they've experienced is on that list which it and that is something that we also use to help in diagnosing PTSD there is another specific screening as well but um they kind of go hand in hand but anyway so a lot of people are surprised because to them it wasn't necessarily a traumatic experience it was just kind of what happened so for instance I worked in a school and in the apartments next to the school, there were shootings all the time. And this is an elementary school. And so a lot of times that wasn't brought up because even with the kids, they've gotten so used to it. So it might be the first couple of times they were extremely scared. They had bigger reactions to it or whatever their parents calmed them down they moved on the parents not thinking because the parents are also used to it right and they're like oh it's just part of life it's part of living where we live and so they don't necessarily seek services to help them process those kinds of things because they don't see it as an issue either however that is a very traumatic experience hearing gunshots go off especially when they go off all the time they're interrupting your sleep it yeah so that is another part of it is sometimes we're just so desensitized from the different things that we experience that we don't think to share those things and it's kind of the same thing with you know like we hear about kids going to school and not knowing that their life was much different until they were exposed to what someone else's household does because you only know the life that you live, right? Until others begin sharing portions of their life with you or you have some kind of exposure to other lifestyles outside of your household. And so a lot of times we don't think to share that because we're like, oh, everybody's family does that, right? And it's like, no, that is not normal. Um, or if you have a lot of different people around you that their household experiences are similar. So maybe you and your friends all had moms who called you out of your name all the time. Well, when you do that, um, or when you all have that experience, you believe that that is normal. But when you step outside of that, you recognize that is not normal at all. And it's not okay. But I was like, Oh, that's just how we talk. Yeah, but it wasn't a good thing, though. Right. So um, that is something to keep in mind as well. And just be an open book. And we probably need to revisit some tips for therapy and different things that you need to know. So if you all are interested in that, you can definitely let me know on social media or that email address that I shared earlier, and we can discuss that as well. Um, so let's talk a little bit about symptoms and how this shows up. The reason that PTSD, ADHD, oppositional defiant disorder all kind of look similar as well as depression particularly in minority students or minority children is because 
they don't know how to express what is happening. They don't understand it. They don't have the vocabulary for it. They don't have anyone else asking questions that really match with what they're feeling, if they're asking any questions at all. And so a lot of times it comes out in behavior in children. So maybe for an adult, it might be avoiding going outside, not going to work, all these different things. But a lot of times because adults are, I'm trying not to say controlling, helping to manage certain things with their children, they often don't have the choice for those things to show up, right? So for instance, a major symptom of depression is maybe going without showering for several days, not getting out of bed, those kinds of things. But your parents, particularly in minority families, are not going to allow that, which is also why a lot of times, even in Black adults, depression is misdiagnosed because the way we are raised does not allow for some of those same symptoms that we often can find in other races and cultures. So it's important to keep that in mind that sometimes it's not necessarily just behavior. Sometimes there is something else that they're not able to really express to you in order for you to really understand what's going on, which is why it's important to one, use mindful parenting, which is thinking beyond the current moment. And also, um, and also making sure that you are communicating with your children, asking them questions, checking in on them, all of those different things, so that you are not missing key signs for what is going on and you're not punishing them for something that really is out of their control. And it's really more about these distressing memories and things happening in their mind. And a lot of times it comes out in behavior because if I'm frustrated because I can't get this vision out of my head, but I can't really explain it to anybody because I don't have the words, then I might start knocking stuff over or I might start yelling and screaming or doing other things to distract one myself to others from what is really going on. So as we work on being more mindful, then we can keep those different things in mind and pay more attention to what is actually happening. And that way we are not, like I said, punishing for things that are really out of their control which we do discipline, not punishment over here, but you know, there's a whole nother episode about that. So it is important to look at all the different things that are going on, all the things that are happening. Family changes is a big one as well. So say you have a four-year-old and your family has moved to a different state. Four-year-olds, yes, they have some vocabulary, but they may not understand that a move is what is causing these different behaviors. And when you're not taking the time to really assess everything happening or even allowing the idea or possibility that this could be a response to something else and not just them acting out, then you won't know. <laughs> 
So it very well could be, oh, we moved and they're missing their friends or they're missing the old house or whatever it might be. They just don't know to tell you that that's what it is because sometimes they don't even know. Um, it can be a family death. Sometimes I know that I'll share this instead. Like my great aunt passed away. I was already in college, but I remember it was a Sunday. I will never forget that day. Oh my gosh. So I found out that Sunday morning when I was getting ready to go to church and my mom didn't go to church. It was her aunt. And my dad, like when I walked in, he's like joking and playing with me. And I'm like, um, don't you know my aunt just died? Like, I know that you know this information. I know for a fact that you know this. But he didn't even think anything of it for any of my siblings. Now, part of that is because she didn't live in the city with us. And we didn't see her that often because she lived pretty far away. Um, and she wasn't one that we like called and talked to all the time or hung out with all the time, but she was a pretty major part of our lives as well. And when we did visit with her, it was always like a really great time and stuff like that. She was hilarious. And so sometimes you might not recognize how close your child was or how big of feelings your child has about a person that passes away. Um, because you're just not thinking about those things. Another part of that may be that it's not necessarily the person, but they may be thinking about you and how others are affected or whatever. I know that for me, when I was younger and people would pass away, I always thought about how, and I think this was the beginning of like my therapist brain developing, but I always thought about how are other people affected oh my gosh, their kids and these people that were close to them and things like that. So my parents wouldn't really know to pick up on those kinds of things, um, particularly if I had been a boy and taught like not to cry, not to express emotion in certain ways and things like that, then they definitely wouldn't have picked up on it. I don't think. Maybe, but it can be hard to see and notice those different things. So all of this basically to say that children also experience trauma and it doesn't always have to be something that you consider to be a trauma. It could also be losing a friend and whether that is by the friend passing away, moving away, a friendship just ending, those things can be very traumatic as well, particularly during those preteen and teen years where friendships are a core 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 part of development then that can be a huge experience for them and it also just kind of depends on the person and how they're wired and all of that stuff so just be open watching for those different things if you are concerned that your child is experiencing these different um, disorders or mental health struggles definitely seek professional help to get them assessed. There is a lot, a lot that goes into diagnosing. It is much more than you will ever see on TV or social media. There is so much more to it. There are timelines that have to be met. There are 
like a certain number of different symptoms that have to show within a certain timeline in order for different things to be diagnosed. So there's so much more that goes into it than watching a TikTok and saying, oh yeah, I relate to that and that and that and that. That sounds just like me. Well, there are also other what we call um, differential diagnoses where the symptoms can look very similar but one matches better than the other. So even like for ADHD and autism, a lot of times those symptoms can look very similar, particularly in younger developmental ages. So it's important to make sure that you're getting a professional opinion um, before just, oh, my child has PTSD or whatever. I mean, if you think that they do, there is a lot that goes into though that kind of therapy. And so you definitely want to get them into services. So uh, if you have any more questions about PTSD or other diagnosis, like I mentioned earlier, definitely make sure that you ask me. Um, you can do that on social media at Notes by Kaya on pretty much everything, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, or you can shoot me an email at podcast at notesbykaya.com. And that is all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share and I will talk to you next time. Bye.